0: The next Pittsburgh team to contend. That question comes here a lot, meaning in this direction, whether it's online, whether it's here at our downtown headquarters, wherever. It comes a lot. And I always answer the same way. Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into football and or hockey, I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Penguins, the other two teams in town that I cover in the same place that you found this. My answer is that, and hear the wording carefully, please, it should be the Pirates. It should be the Pirates. Why? Well, let's start with the other two. Brief synopsis. The Steelers are sitting in first place. Sounds great, right? Well, everyone who follows them closely knows that it isn't. They're and 3-2. They're atop the AFC North Division, but they've got a minus 31-point differential. Their offense ranks 30th in a 32-team league. Their defense ranks 30th in a 32-team league, and there's work to be done. From the hockey standpoint, yeah, the Penguins have the big names, but they're also getting up there in age, getting seriously up there in age with the best of the best that they have. Whereas the Pirates have two things going for them. One is that they've been, in theory, building momentum toward the 2024 season for a while. They've at least been pushing toward that season for a while. Whether or not they get there... We'll have to see about that. The second reason is that when I think about contending, I think first and foremost about just getting in, meaning just getting into the playoffs. You can do anything once you're there. Upsets happen all the time in all sports, but maybe more in baseball than any other because you can ride a couple of hot pitchers and look, there you go. Payrolls, as we've seen, don't matter anywhere near as much in a shorter tournament or smaller sample size than they do in the regular season, in which depth and all kinds of other variables get exposed. So between that and the players that Ben Charrington has already amassed on the field, and not to be left out, the possibility of unprecedented resources, depending on what ownership authorizes, heading into this winter to fill in the holes that are there. Notably, apparently, right field, first base, bunch of starting pitchers, couple of bullpen arms. Even if Charrington shops in a different aisle than the one he's accustomed to, it's probably affordable. It's probably not something that's going to break his cart. So yeah, there it is, right? Just like that. I've got the answer. It's going to be the baseball team. And they're going to become the city's favorite franchise and win over youngsters and it's going to be just all sunshine and no it's not (laughs) no it's not of course it's not but if i ask you and i'm going to do that first here because i'd love to get your answers back in written form please if i ask you what's the one thing that would keep you from being optimistic about 2024, that the Pirates could contend, not compete, not be cute, not have a nice April and then a nice September. Contend all the way through. What is the one thing that keeps you from thinking that that could happen? Before I even proceed, I want you to at least put it through your head. And after this show is done, send it to me. Wherever that happens to be, if it's on our site, on DK Pittsburgh Sports, on YouTube. However, mine is this. I like a lot of the talent that's at hand. I like a lot of the character that's at hand. I feel like the mix is there in that clubhouse of young and old and still on the way, like a Paul Skeens, like a Jared Jones, to make something special out of it. That's not pumping them up. That's not being unrealistic. However, what I don't like is the instruction. What I don't like is the development. What I... Really, really, really don't like is the lack of precedent for younger players getting better under the major league coaching staff. That's a major, massive, insurmountable, really, obstacle. It just is. Not to turn this into another Oscar Marine Andy Haynes bash fest, but show me the results. Show me why we should believe in what these guys can get out of their younger players when they've yet to do it. With the exception, the significant exception, but only one of a couple of months of O'Neal Cruz late last season. Name for me the names of the young players who've come to Pittsburgh and shown well and stuck it out well. Honestly here, I'm almost afraid of how optimistic I'd be about this franchise's future if they had those two things in place meaning pitching instruction and hitting instruction that could be trusted that had a track record which is why it still just blows my mind that it didn't happen and it's not going to happen this offseason when we come back j1q Today's J1Q comes from Tom, who says, Do the Pirates hold any capital from which to make a good trade? It seems they have a bunch of players who can play the outfield and middle infield positions. Is there any value there that might bring needed help that doesn't include the core? There's some, Tom, but if you're thinking along the lines, and it sounds like you are, of moving out every spare Rodolfo Castro that you don't need, then you're going to get what they got back for Castro from Philadelphia, which was Bailey Falter. You're not going to get something where you go, whoa, there's some franchise-changing stuff. If you're looking at actual trade capital, meaning of significance, the number one commodity in the industry in the general marketplace when it comes to this sort of thing, remains young starting pitching. And wow, is that a hard thing to let go of. So if you want to talk about this, and Ben Charrington's broached it himself. He said he'd love to get to the point where rather than just constantly accumulating prospects, they could start using prospects in trades to help the big league team. He said that. He's yet to do it, and I don't blame him for that. I don't think there's really that much along the way that you would have made a move of that scope to address up to and including the 20-8 and start this past season. But I certainly would be thinking about that sort of thing now. You can go and get free agents to some extent. You're not going to be able to get into bidding wars. But you're going to be able to get a couple of the guys that you want. But you also can use trades as an acquisition point, obviously. And you can use that for first base. You can use it for right field. You might have a better time, an easier time, using it to address starting pitching than you would in free agency. The starting pitching pool gets bought up pretty quickly, meaning the very top end of it, and the Pirates are still not going to be going down that aisle, but you might be able to make a trade for someone who is, let's say that they're still in their arbitration years, okay, uh, you kind of know what they are. They might not have the world's highest ceiling, and you could talk to a team about taking one of your pitching prospects who who's a lot younger, who isn't proven, but maybe fits more with the window that that team is choosing for a time frame. Did you follow me on that, or was that a little confusing? It would be like the Padres' acquisition, for example, of Joe Musgrove from the Pirates. Joe still had arbitration years ahead of him, so the Padres knew they had years of control and all that stuff that's very attractive, and it should be, to a GM. And in turn, they gave up younger guys that they weren't sure how they would turn out, and obviously one of them turned out to be David Bednar. That you can do. Now, I don't know that the Pirates are exactly overflowing with prospects, Uh, certainly not ones that you would consider trading as opposed to thinking, oh, wow, we absolutely have to keep these guys. So for instance, you're just automatically crossing off of any list, Paul Skeens, Termar Johnson, the guys that are at the upper end. okay. But when you're looking at someone who's a lively arm, who's at a lower level or someone who's maybe coming back from an injury and fell off the the chart or the radar a little bit like a Mike Burroughs once he's back. Maybe you start looking at starting pitching depth that you don't think or believe will be able to fit in Pittsburgh. That's the kind of stuff that I'd be looking at. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Pirates. We're going to do another one of these tomorrow.